Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of the modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wool on us. Facing and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinizing through their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. So grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. So grab a shovel and dig up the tech. So it's been 10 years since Apple introduced the iPhone. Uh, and it's already kind of difficult to remember what the world was like before smartphones existed. They've really changed the way we do things in quite amazing ways. It's If you stop and think about it, you begin to realize all sorts of things that, that we do today and we rely on smartphones uh, in ways that we couldn't even think of before. And I bet that most of you are actually listening to this podcast because you have it on your smartphone. Which reminds me, uh, if you haven't yet, please subscribe and rate and review this podcast uh, also via your smartphone, if you can. Uh, and either way, over the past decade or so, uh, smartphones have grown, uh, both literally and figur figuratively, uh, and they've changed and innovated. And there have been some key breakthroughs regarding screen size and quality and battery technology and camera technology and things like that. And yet, over the past few years, it feels as though the innovation in the space has really hit some sort of plateau. The reasons to upgrade phones are becoming more and more difficult to lay out beyond just my old phone is old and I need something new. That is, it doesn't really feel like newer phone breakthroughs are really all that appealing on their own. If anything, it's just marginal improvements. That's not necessarily a problem. Lots of incremental and marginal improvements can certainly add up over time, but it does feel like the mobile phone market has stagnated in some ways. The benefits of one smartphone over another are increasingly difficult to quantify. While there are some obvious differences in power and storage, the differentiation these days seems to come down to more stylistic choices uh, over technical ones. So things like screens without bevels or maybe improvements to camera quality, uh, which may not even matter that much to, to many buyers. So that leads us to the question for today's podcast, which is are we done with mobile phone and smartphone innovation for the most part? Has it gone the way of sort of the traditional desktop computer where there are just incremental improvements but no major leap forward, leaps forward? And if so, then what's next? Some are saying that the focus is now on the software side with things like AI assistance being the differentiator. But is that really the case? So here to discuss is one of our increasingly irregular co-hosts, Hirsch Reddy. Uh, so Hirsch, what do you think? Is there still innovation to come for smartphones? For sure, but the question is, is you know, the thing about smartphones is if you innovate too much, people will call you a new category, you know, <laughs> and, and then kind of split you off and say that you're not a smartphone anymore. Okay. Um, and I think, I, I mean, certainly if, if, if we're talking about handheld computing devices, I mean, I think, I, will anyone really argue with the statement that there's a huge amount of innovation coming around the corner in that space? I mean, there's just tons um, and tons of things. Like that, what? So, so... 
Um, geez, give, give me I'm details. Just, sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just assumed that was a given, but let me let me just say a few. Like, for example, um, all the technologies that will uh, enable uh, augmented reality, things like you know uh, Google's Project Tango. Uh, that uh, company, I can't remember what the name is, that's in Florida. They got a huge amount of investment, the Magic, uh, Magic yeah, Leap. Magic Leap, I mean, which, there which there are questions about how legitimate yeah, but, that yeah, is. But let, sure, okay. let, let's say they don't pan out. Somebody else will make something similar, right? Um, so those kinds of things, that's, that's one aspect. Then we have the whole VR type of stuff, right? Uh, right. So, so well, actually, VR, it doesn't VR have to be driven by a smartphone, right? Let's let's yeah. take that. Let's VR separate. and AR, those are those are different categories. I mean, you know, and, and well, AR is being increasingly sort of people are building AR light into smartphones already. Sure. Google has already done it, and so well, this is exactly what I meant, right? Like, if you make a device that's very powerful, it, let's say it's built on a smartphone class hardware in the future, as increasingly numbers of things are, and you but people are primarily not using but, but, it to make phone calls maybe it's it, people just stop so, calling it a smartphone sure. right but but even so if you're talking about ar you're mostly talking about the software side right there's not much in the way of hardware innovation there well isn't that itself a little unfair because for example <laughs> let, let's say let, i mean would it be fair to say that there's stagnation in the smartphone market if all of a sudden instead of people looking at their screens they are talking to their smartphones that are still in their pockets through some head kind of a headpiece like i think that's a huge transformation of the industry it will have a giant impacts on things like how long your smartphone lasts before it needs to be charged again because the screen isn't coming on. It will have huge impacts in the, in the in cli- kinds so, of applications that will be used, right? Because these will be voice-driven applications. So I think, you know, um, it, it's not fair to just completely cut off all the software okay. innovation and say that that, that no, no, isn't I, a transformation of the platform. Fair enough, fair enough. But, but let me let – me, so let me take a step back and, and sort of provide a definition as to, to how I'm sort of breaking this down. And you can disagree with those definitions, as I'm sure you probably will. But I think what I'm arguing here is that, um, there, that there's, there's little innovation on the device side in terms of, like, creating a device that people feel they need to get this particular device over that particular device. So when you're talking about, like, AR stuff, for the most part, and there are some, some marginal exceptions, for the most part... You know that stuff will work on any smartphone. You know, as mm-hmm. long as it's got you know a base level of power to to mm-hmm. to meet the requirements of of whatever that app is. And so, like, I agree that those kinds of things are interesting in mm-hmm. adding AR or or some other features like that. But you know, what we're talking about in in those cases, you know, for the most part, those are going to be available across mm-hmm. the board on any you know decently modern mobile phone okay so if you restrict yourself to sort of the the real the question that you seem to be asking which is will there be enough hardware changes to drive consumer adoption like so that people run to the store and say i want my new iphone 10 or whatever right i actually even there um i would argue with you uh i would say that i would say that yeah i think there will be things i think i think it's hard to predict what those things are but i i feel like you know, I think here's what it is. I think most people look at the PC industry, the stagnation there, mm-hmm. and they they there's kind of like this feeling like, oh, we've hit the same kind of stagnation in the phone market because you know we haven't seen many exciting changes in iPhones. Or let's say that you know the Google Pixel is only a small incremental improvement over pre- previous previous sure. Nexus devices, right? But I think I think that really masks. Um, a bunch of underlying things that are changing uh, in the in the ecosystem, which I, I think will will kind of 
break through maybe in the next you know 12 to 18 months. One of which is um, we've only now started seeing people put multiple cameras at the backs of smartphones, but they are not being used like multiple cameras yet. Yeah, or they even when they are, it's in a very basic fashion. Well, why just two? You know, you could put twenty modules back there, right? You you you, you could basically make your. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm not yes. actually joking. There's there's uh, yes. actually a company I mean, there, out there, there that's there, doing something like that. There may be space issues there. In terms well, of. I would. Uh, what's the name of that company? It's called Light. That's a inconvenient name for them. But, but <laughs> yes. it, if you do a search for light, you won't get it. But type something like light camera or light um, light device or something, and you'll get this camera. And it has something like uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's several. It's it's probably more than a dozen camera modules on the back, and they have different focal lengths, and they have different uh, aperture numbers. And what the camera essentially does, and I'm like no expert in what they're doing exactly, but they somehow computationally integrate the images captured by all these small, cheap um, smartphone class camera modules and make something that's competitive with the DSLR, right? right? And that's actually, given that we're in the Instagram age, we are in the age of people wanting to take amazing video, amazing still photographs, that is the kind of thing that gives creators the kind of power that they will go into the store and buy a smartphone that has this um, light camera type of capability in it, right? I mean, right. We're, we're talking about really a, a, a leap in quality there. Now, uh, again, that might be a niche audience. Maybe that does not motivate millions of people to go there. But let, let's say, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about a, a, a few other kinds of technologies that perhaps could get people to the store. One would be, um, if there's a hardware, this could very likely just be a software thing, but imagine there is a hardware and software required to enable what people have been talking about for ages, which is the ability for you to have your smartphone be your sole computing device, sure. which, which enables you to like, you know, plug it into a dock and then you do your, um, desktop processing, pull it out, put it in your pocket, you're on your commute. Now it's your navigation device put it down at work, now it's your work computer. You see what I'm saying? That yeah, kind yeah, of a thing totally. hasn't been fully realized yet. Um, people have tried to sort of integrate our devices, but that's it's a different thing, right? Like when I'm sitting on my Mac, my phone rings on my Mac, but my phone is still a separate device. I still carry my laptop around. Yeah. Right? So so the dream hasn't been reali- realized and, and yet. And there are, there are attempts on that, but again, like... Um so like it, I, I'm actually, I, I, I ordered one via Kickstarter and I'm waiting, it's supposed to arrive soon ish um but it's it's this thing called the superbook which is basically it's just like a laptop shell that's basically all battery so it'll last forever um that you just hook up your phone to and your phone is is powers it um it's you know it, mm-hmm. it you know the 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 laptop shell has no computing power on its own it just has you know battery and screen and keyboard mm-hmm. um and so yeah so the idea there is that you know you hook up your phone but again that's one that that's that's for any android phone there are a couple other similar yeah, but, projects but, but, out there yeah i guarantee you your shell and the experience of using a regular android phone mm-hmm. is going to be is going to be just really uh, a, a really um uh, what's the thing? A really handicapped experience, right? Compared to if someone makes this really super phone that I'm talking about that sure, has that, like that hardware has class, more power. Yeah, to, exactly. To yeah, I mean the the superbook and and not to just rely on them, but that's the one I'm I'm obviously most familiar with. Like they 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 actually came out of that came out of a company that was focused on. Um, it's a software company or initially was a software company. Now they become a hardware company, but they were initially a software company that was designed to try and take, you know, the Android 
um, phone experience and turned it into more of a desktop like experience. So you could originally you could just like, you know, dock it. And then they decided mm-hmm. that nobody wanted that. So they actually had to build the hardware um, shell to go with it. So again, interesting. And yes, again, in that case, you definitely would want like a more powerful phone, but, but the power there is definitely going to, it's just going to come on the chip side, right? So you know, you're sort of relying on Qualcomm or whoever's building the chips to be, you know, to create more powerful chips. No, but I mean, I'm fulfilling your requirement that people had to the <laughs> store to get it, right? I mean, that's the main okay. thing. Like, well, where the innovation comes from is, 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 in my mind, sort of immaterial. I mean, like I said, right, like these, all of these things don't need to happen. Just a couple of them or one of them needs to happen for people to head to the store, right? Um, when you say, l- let's take the difference between the iPhone 4 and the iPhone 3, Right. Okay. A- any given step there, we had something like the screen got better, the OS changed. Right. Like there's these little things. The camera got better. Right. There were there's these uh, there was these little things. 4G was introduced. Right. It w- none of these things were like when it's only when you looked at the evolution in its totality where you went like, wow, this is like, oh, did we've really come a long way. Right, mm-hmm. and 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 I think it will be it will probably be the same way. There'll be a few of these like step function type of instances where, you know, for example, when we first get the Apple phone that allows you to be the one device, people will be like, "Wow, this is a big one. I gotta buy this one." Right, and there'll be that step function maybe, but most of the improvements, you know, will be incremental. Uh, you know, in a, in a slightly different space, in the iPad space, right? Mm-hmm. The latest iPad Pro has a new processor in it, right? And it's supposed to be just an incremental improvement. But if you actually go and play with that iPad in a app in an Apple Store, and if you had last year's version, which I have, um, the first 12-inch iPad Pro, it's mm-hmm. it is a, a pretty big performance difference. And I, I'm not sure. I, I think it's probably the CPU has just gotten that much better. Um, it it sounds like it's just a small stats boost, but I can imagine even though you know. It's 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 just the CPU changing. I could really imagine going in and, and buying a new iPad and, and selling my old one just to get that new buttery experience, right? <laughs> because day to day, that although that doesn't sound as sexy as saying that you have a you know a twenty camera modules in the back of your iPad or something like that, it's actually it's material to how I actually use the device, right? So in my mind, that's a pretty significant innovation, having an almost desktop class processor in my iPad. I, I think I would appreciate yeah. that. Um, and by the way, they're now putting a, the same camera module that was in your iPhone 7 into the iPad, whereas before the iPad always had kind of this uh, ugly stepchild kind of a camera mod- module that never really worked very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and those little things, you know, they add up. So it's not, like you said, it's not innovation that that uh, that will get the two million people lined up outside of stores, but there's going to be people in there wanting to replace their iPads. I guarantee you. Yeah, I mean, again, like I don't disagree with that, and I don't, you know, I think people will continue to buy. I'm just, I'm just kind of wondering, like, are we missing the breakthrough that sort of, you know, it used to be when you know, like a new iPhone came out, you know, like everyone felt not everyone, but a large number of people really felt like they had to go get the new one. And I, I and this is small sample size and anecdotal, obviously, but I just he- keep hearing more and more people like, well, yeah, I can wait. There's nothing that special about the new iPhone that makes me want to, you know, give up my my old one. Other than you know, again, like it's getting old or getting slow, or the battery's no good anymore, or something like that. Well, well, I I think some of the innovation that maybe 
has a real material effect for consumers. Uh, manifest it, it first is enabled by hardware in the phones, but only manifests itself in the new kinds of apps that are enabled, right? Sure. So, so when you put in uh, more powerful GPUs or more powerful parallel processing in the phone such that you can do real-time learning or, or, or at least use trained models on the phone in an efficient way, all of a sudden your, sm- your phone gets more, smarter. It can do things like um, uh, computational filters for, sure. for photographs that, that are cartoonize them or put them in a Van Gogh cell or whatever it is, which, which people think of as like a, just an incremental small entertainment value. But you, you have whole new classes of apps, right? And people start using the, the device in a different way. Like I, I, I think very soon, instead of seeing uh, armies of kids with MacBooks typing notes, I think it's very likely that soon we, we may see kids sitting instead with a tablet class device or a smartphone device with a, with a stylus, uh, kind of jotting freehand notes, but also having their device either recording audio, which would be the dumb way of doing it, or um, real-time translating what the professor is saying into text and like kind of taking the notes for you, right? That, that's certainly within grasp of today's technology. Um, and, that, and that is actually a richer way of taking notes than just like typing uh, text, right? Um, in, in, in th- those kinds of things, like I'm actually kind of sometimes surprised that we don't see it already. Like you'd, you'd imagine kids should be there with their smartphones, snapping pictures of the blackboard, annotating it with their styluses, recording the audio. That's how you get the fo- really capture the lecture as opposed to kind of um, just typing just the text or your translation. Yeah, and I mean there is some of that. I've definitely seen some of that. And, and you know, the educational market is, is definitely an interesting one. And I mean, it's been interesting to see how it evolves and like, you know, somewhere in the past couple of years, suddenly that that market went really strongly to um, sort of Chromebooks, like Chromebooks are everywhere in the educational market these days. Um, Really? Even colleges? I thought colleges are so MacBooks. Uh, No, I mean, in some cases, sure, but it's incredible how many people I've, I've seen or if you look at some of the reports on the educational market, like the Chromebook has just gone nuts it's like everywhere but you know they're obviously that's not across the board but they're obviously still macbooks and stuff and i could definitely see like you know tablet or sort of you know more high-end um machines that that i would almost classify somewhere halfway between a tablet and a laptop you know um like the Microsoft Surface kind of thing, though nobody wants to buy a Microsoft Surface. Uh, no, dude, I <laughs> engineers in my company, there's at least five or six of them that bought Surfaces. I know, I know. I, I actually keep running into people who, who are really into the Microsoft Surface, and I'm always kind of amazed. But but it is true that I've been hearing a lot about that, too. So, But, like, yes, that or, like, the, the iPad Pro. Um, yeah, I could I could see that you know becoming more and more popular. But, again, that's, you know, we've gotten away from the phone, but... Um, well, the, the the thing is, like, you know, phones might not evolve up. They might evolve down. They might fracture sure. into more and more ni- ni- niches and, and sort of target smaller and smaller communities um, and differentiate in that way. And that I would also term as innovation. So, for example, we might suddenly see a class of devices that is optimized for travelers, being smaller, having lar- much longer battery life, sure. like maybe I mean, lasting there, a week. There was, right? there was, there was a, a really successful Kickstarter project just recently in, uh, might even still be going on. I think it's done. That was exactly that. It was like a, a, a tiny, tiny smartphone mm-hmm. where they were talking about, you know, you get like three or four days of battery life. It's just, you know, the screen is like two inches. Yeah. Uh, so that, and and I, honestly, that's like my dream phone. So you'll have to send me the <laughs> link to that. But, but, uh, 
th- that's exactly what I'm ta- talking about, right? And hopefully that the phone, whatever it is, is like a hundred bucks or something like. Much yeah, cheaper, it was. Right? It, it 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 was. I think like if you got an early, it was like sixty or seventy, but I wow, think the regular so price go. was a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it, it it did look cool. I mean, it looked cool to the point that I thought about it. And then on the flip side, again, this was another Kickstarter project that got lots of attention. Um, was this thing that was basically it looks like an iPad. Um, but basically similar to that Superbook thing that I was talking about before, it just mimics your phone. So you could have, you know, you could have an iPad sized device, but it, it's actually powered by your phone. You just connect via Bluetooth, I think. And, um, you know, you get the, the larger screen, but you don't have to shell out for uh, a separate you know, a separately mm-hmm. uh, powered device, effectively. Well, I, I, the Google Chrome essentially does that for you with your TV. So I'm not sure if I want to. I'm not really sure if I want to stop in between the TV and my phone and have a, another iPad kind of device <laughs> for my. Well, I think you know, but I think the argument is like so. So again, if you go back to like kind of thinking about school or mm-hmm. meetings or something like that, if you didn't want to take notes on mm-hmm. your phone, you want a larger screen on which you could take notes and jot stuff down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would, you, you wouldn't need to buy like a, an entirely separate device. You'd still have, you know, you still have your phone. It, uh, well, I guess it is a separate device, but it's not. It's, you know, it works in conjunction with your phone and all of the um, smarts and and uh, storage actually happens on your phone or I guess in the cloud. Um, and it's just it's basically just a larger window into that device. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so to answer your question, you know, I, I think it's like, I think phones are going to increasingly, you know, they're such personal devices. I think there's definitely going to be these kind of uh, tall tentpole devices that attract millions and millions of consumers. But I think we're also going to see niche brands, niche models that, that target specific crowds and really cater to them, right? Um, uh, people in different vocations and people that need very specific performance. Uh, I think Samsung already does this with their like active line super. They have some kind of super waterproof version of their Samsung galaxies that like you can drop into a swimming pool and then pick it up again and it works, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's not going to be every, everybody's cup of tea, but I think we're going to see those kinds of things as, I mean, smartphones are already essential. And if, and um, if you need a particular type of physical capability um you don't really you you can't really without putting a really bulky strange case on an iphone really get that out of an iphone right so i think we will see some of that um and i would term that innovation uh for for in terms of kind of mass market like iphone one type of adoption and get everybody out there again i think we'll only see that with new classes of devices because when you have multiple players in the market samsung google Apple um, and, you know, this whole slew of Chinese uh, smartphone makers all kind of trying to innovate at the same time incrementally. It's hard for any one party to make the model that attracts, you know, all the mind share in the market for that year. Uh, Apple probably has the best chance of doing that, but I I haven't seen anything recently that makes me think they're going to be able to do it again. Right. Uh, but but certainly any one of these players creating a new class of device could do it, right? Like, um, and, and new and new classes of devices are being created all the time, and I guess you can argue they're being destroyed too. Like, have we heard <laughs> anything about smartwatches recently? I was, was going to say that's the most yeah. obvious example where it's like yeah. that was one that was interesting and then sort of you know faded out. I yeah. still like them, but but yeah. you know they really didn't catch on the way I think people. Expected. I'm I'm one of those guys that start got into smartwatches. Uh, I got the Pebbles, and then. Um, 
I got out of smartwatches, and then it, for some reason I felt this you, you, absence so, on my wrists, and now I just wear regular watches again for the so, first time in like twenty years. So you stopped using the Pebble. Stop using the Pebble, and now I've I've really gotten into into wrist watches, and I bought all these like Seikos and Citizens, and I really it's like I'm spend I've spent way more money now on regular wrist watches than I ever spent on smartwatches. I will say that that, um, and I keep bringing up Kickstarter, but I, I guess I spend a lot of time on Kickstarter. There there has been a revolution in terms of like every day there are new wrist watches being launched on on Kickstarter. It's it's sure. really incredible. Like, like smartwatches all of them? No, or like no. Just regular no. watches? Actually, I mean, there there have been a few smartwatches, but mostly mm-hmm. just regular wrist watches. And it's like, it's definitely a market that seems to, you know, a lot of people have, have done so. But I, I do think it's amusing though, because I do remember when you got the Pebble and you were really, really into it. And I, I still wear a smartwatch. I still, and, and we did a whole podcast about this. I think you were not there, but mm-hmm. um, we did a whole podcast on smartwatches probably way back, maybe a year and a half or two years ago. Um, and I'm still a fan of smartwatches. I'm kind of disappointed that that market is sort of... I, I think up. I think what happened for me in smartwatches, and this is a digression for sure, is that uh, as it, they were really sort of a complement to my smartphone, right? And they surface notifications, blah, blah, right. blah. But which, as, I, which I always think was the killer app. I mean, just the fact that I can leave my yeah, phone yeah. in my pocket but, is but, a big but here, deal to me. Here's the thing that I realized. When I would get those notifications, I am the type of person that would want to pull out my smartphone and go through <laughs> things anyways. That's number one. So the but problem two, is you. <laughs> the thing I realized, what I enjoyed the most about, this, about the Pebble was just having this object and having different watch faces on it and being able to appreciate those, right? And and what happened for me is I suddenly realized is that I really appreciate physical watch faces, like just as mm. objects, not necessarily a purely uh, utility thing, although being able to tell the time is certainly interesting, right? <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just like having a... A, an object on your wrist that you can look at that that uh, like I like mechanical watches now of, of all things the most <laughs> primitive form of watch right like sure uh, but it's just interesting to see them and see the little device chugging along and it, it's a different kind of a connection it's more like jewelry at that point there's no utility to it mm-hmm. um, and that's what happened but uh, you know that's neither here nor there and you know if we're talking about smartphones the thing I think people forget about this is like you know pants have not innovated in a long long time right and we're basically wearing the same pattern of pants (laughs) that we've been wearing probably since probably uh i don't know late 18th century probably um and but but pants fashion is constantly changing and and people are always buying new pants right sure uh and i I think smartphones will get to a certain even if they get to a certain level of utility their form function fashion i mean those kinds of things um uh will will continue to change right like like people the the fashion the fact that it's an object that you have a connection with will make it so that someone could make a a a very uh aesthetically pleasing or or in some other way emotionally uh appealing type of an object on a smartphone and I, I could really see kids going for it, right? Like, yeah. like the Nike of smartphones, right? It's not that there weren't good sneakers out there when people were going out and buying uh, Nike Jordans for like excessive amounts of money. They, they bought it because it becomes a, a, uh, a fashion innovation, right? It's not a technology sure. innovation, really. And, and yeah, and, and there are arguments for that, that the, the devices are becoming more fashionable. And I think, you know, Apple, for one, has certainly tried to really sort of push that angle. Um, so maybe they sort of saw this, you know, innovation trough um, coming before others did. But like, and, but, and 
But just one argument yeah. about Apple being the thing. See, Apple is a brand like any others, and there's many be- brands that are kind of like timeless. But 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 in terms of the youth feeling a connection to brands, those things are cyclical, right? Like sure, maybe maybe Burberry might be an old brand, brand, <laughs> but but you know it just suddenly becomes something the youth want to wear, and then they quickly discard it. It becomes right, fashionable. Right. If if phones get sort of this baseline level of functionality, and if Apple isn't like a a, a giant head and shoulders above kind of. Uh, a, ra- a random sort of phone platform that you can get out of China. Eventually, some fashion brand uh, or some new tech brand that has kind of hipster appeal will kind of capture a portion of the market uh, because kids will want to signal that they are the the tech hipsters, right? Like, and to some extent, that that phone brand, what's it called, OnePlus? If you've ever heard of it, yeah. it's kind of like that. Not only have I heard of it, that's my phone. Oh, okay, there you go. Like, so yes. you know, like, I'm, like it's, I'm, I'm very into the hipster. <laughs> oh, there you go. Smartphone. So you know, it's basically almost like <laughs> it's like stock Android, and it's and it's very yeah. competitively priced. But in terms of the features, it's just an Android phone, right? But it's really about kind of signaling to people who are in the know that, like, hey, like I I I get a good phone that is great bang for the buck. That's kind of what that signals, right? Yeah, and and to be honest, like, so so I just got the the brand new. Uh, OnePlus phone, and and that's what, part is it, of the OnePlus Five or something. Yeah, the Five, okay. and it's part of what inspired this this conversation. Ah, uh, <laughs> just wow. because I, I was okay. thinking about it, and I was reading some of the reviews about it, and and you know there were different complaints about it, and some of it was that you know it's it's perfectly good phone, um, and you know it's, it's got some incremental advancements. So one of the but but it was interesting to me that like one of the complaints I thought one of the the most critical reviews um, was from The Verge, and one of their big complaints was like, it looks like an iPhone. Like, there's nothing special about it, and so like, for the people who are buying the OnePlus to be the sort of hipstery, like, I buy a different phone. It's not an Apple. It's not a Samsung. It's a OnePlus. Um, like, it's not going to work because it uh, looks too much like an iPhone. And like, to me, it. I was like, well, what makes it look like an iPhone? Because it has, it has two camera modules. It's in the got back. it's got the dual camera modules mm-hmm. in the exact same. A, you know s- spot uh, and it looks mm. really really close and it has like the the uh, external antenna in the same way as the apple phone and, and it just, but there's a lot of phones that look like that man yeah like I, but but it's it's pretty it's pretty damn close i'll admit it, it definitely mm. has a, a very iphone look to it the, the the dual cameras is the biggest sort of giveaway how, how smooth um, is it that let me ask you that in terms of like its performance, like when you switch menu, oh, you're it, like scrolling it's, through. It's 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 really smooth, but that's because it has um, it has a ridiculous amount of RAM. It's got eight eight uh, eight gigs of RAM, which is much more than but you know most smartphones. That's what my laptop has. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yeah, so so it's it's very very smooth and very very clean and very 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 fast, like surprisingly fast, almost scarily fast, which is nice. And um, is it is it pri- is it priced like a premium phone or is it still discounted? So the early phones used to be very cheap, right? And so that was the other complaint. And the Verge article was like, well, it's not quite as cheap anymore. But, you know, if you actually followed the OnePlus over its evolution, and I, and I have, because I had the original OnePlus One uh, phone and now I have the, the OnePlus 5, like the um, the evolution is that, it you know, the very first one was like 299 or whatever. And it's gone gradually up with each new OnePlus phone. And so that was the other complaint. And the Verge article was like, well, you know, the OnePlus was a great phone when it was cheap, but it's no longer cheap. So the new one is, uh, I forget the exact prices. They're two different models. I think the 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 lower end one is 479 and the upper end one is like 539. Um, and, you know, I, so there... I would just get a pixel at that point. Well, except, you know, if you look, 
Well, one, the the Pixel is is still a little old. That's that's a little outdated now in yeah. terms of the specs, and so there'll be a new Pixel at some point. But you look at the the sort of flagship phones. Um, and they're more expensive. I mean, the, the the iPhone is up in the 800s. The the Galaxy S8 is, you know, 750 to 800 dollars. Mm-hmm. And so, like 480 to 500 is still significantly cheaper. It's it's you know it, okay maybe it's not 300 dollars anymore, but mm-hmm. it's really not. It, there's definitely still a pretty big gap for you know similar quality phones. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's. Um, you know, it, it still makes a difference. The thing I miss the most about having a, a cheap smartphone now, because I have the Nexus 5X, is that not having the, the really premium camera, right? Right. Uh, it, it's noticeably worse, the photos out of my 5X, compared to my wife's S8, and she has a iPhone 7 too. It's like she's got two phones, and yeah. they're, and they're both take tremendously awesome photos. And my photos always end up looking like this garbage, <laughs> essentially. Well, um, that's and that's and, and and to be clear, like the OnePlus, like with the five, like that's basically the main focus of the improvements over the previous one, which they they claimed, and all of the the press and and hype leading up to the launch of the OnePlus Five was that they really really focused on the camera, and you know the the launch presentation was you know almost entirely so you've you've got the phone in your hands and you've taken photos and is it really that are they great it's 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 you know it's okay (laughs) see like (laughs) so that's the thing right and so and this was you know many of the reviews basically said the same thing which is like it's it's um it's good but it's not great and and there are problems and it does some things having you know having two lenses on the back lets you do some stuff that you can sort of pretend it kind of looks like a dslr um you know it doesn't have the 20 lenses like that light camera that you were talking about but it's got the two and so you can do some depth perception stuff um but you know it kind of depends you can get some nice photos but there's nothing that seems to come out of it where you're like oh my gosh this is so, like- so it sounds like one plus and it has one plus five hasn't really innovated that much it's more it's more like one point one it's it's you know it's you know it's okay um but yeah i mean it doesn't strike me and and so i guess so uh, you know and and again sort of leading to my thinking in terms of this this particular topic was was kind of like you know is there anything and and maybe apple's a separate category because apple's in sort of this world of its own but was there is there anything that like an android phone maker could do to stand out in this crowd right and so like you know, I mean, Samsung has like the, I forget what they call it, but the screen that curves around the edges, has, there's no bezel. Um, and that's a really cool look if you see it. Um, Until but, you drop it. Right. I mean, that's my fear with it. That's exactly what I was thinking. But like, um, you know, I, I don't know if, if that's. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that it, it, it's certainly a, an object of desire kind of thing. They look beautiful in, in person, those those curved glass screens. Yeah, um, yeah, they're amazing. And, and even the thin bezel phones now, I mean, the yeah. thin bezel displays are, are beautiful as well. Um, but I, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure, I mean, like you said, I mean, they really have to stand out and be distinct objects for them to sort of have the fashion innovation yeah, lockdown. But otherwise, people put cases on them, and 
an iPhone 7 might as well be an iPhone 6 if you've got a case on it, right? Like, no right. one's going to sit there and look carefully at your screen to see what type of display you have, right? Like, it's just right. not going to happen. And that's, yeah. And so, and, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm wondering if there's anything that, that can be done or if it's just on the fashion side. And, like, you know, in the in the pre-smartphone era, there were, there were a couple companies that sort of tried to make, you know, old mobile phones into fashion devices you had the the one company was what was it, it was like Virtu or virtue yeah. or something like that or the thirty thousand dollar phone or something yeah well yeah they there but there were there were you know in between <laughs> there were some cheaper but fancier phones with like you know gold trim or diamonds or yeah. whatever but like i don't know i mean that didn't really seem to catch that, that's on. not really what i consider sort of mass market fashion what i consider yeah. mass market fashion would be like adidas or nike or like you know what i mean like sure sure the things sure. where the kids want to go or or um, you know more recently the beats headphones we sure, started okay. seeing everywhere right like it's just there it's clearly the fashion that's leading not anything specific in the technology of those headphones in fact i think people have said that beats created the fashion headphone yes, market they right? did they did yeah. it didn't exist before yeah. that before yeah. they did it and so you know someone is going to create the fashion phone market and it, it'll have to be something more than just um it, it will have to be kind of a one-two punch like the way it was with beats it's like a, a marketing push a distinctive uh appeal of the way the phone looks and then on top of that some kind of a marketing push that 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 has some kind of i'm not saying celebrity necessarily but something outside the phone world that brings it to the mass market. Not necessarily musicians, but maybe it's some kind of a tech leader or some kind of a game. Or You see what I'm saying? Like something yeah. like that, that that brings it in. I, and, you know, speaking of which, like I think one of the ways phones might innovate is something that was discredited in the past when we would have these app makers and phone makers collaborate and create the Facebook phone or whatever. Right. I, I actually think that might come back again because a lot huh. of people... A lot of people really live in one or two apps on their phones. So I can imagine in China somebody having the uh, what's the name of that we, uh, WeChat, the WeChat phone that yeah. has like some kind of special features. That I could see, right? I could see and that. Yeah. You get the WeChat phone and it has special buttons that do special things. And if they're collaborating with uh, WeChat on this, you can imagine that really becoming powerful. The specs that Snapchat made that only upload those uh, videos and photos to Snapchat. I think that's a pretty compelling device for someone that's a hardcore Snapchat user. I'm yeah. not. One of my friends brought it over to Mendocino the uh, other w other month when we went. And uh, he was showing me how it works. It's very seamless. You just tap the specs. It makes a video. It goes right up into your Snapchat. Yeah. I, can Im I could totally imagine um, something like that, a, 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 a phone, not, not necessarily with one of the social networks that's around right now, but maybe another social network that's not around yet where <laughs> all the school kids need to have that phone because it has certain features maybe some augmented reality feature that lets you go into a particular mmo or something like that yeah uh and then all of a sudden everybody wants it because of this software hardware um collab right so yeah yeah I, that, that that actually makes sense to me i could definitely see that and i don't know you know what it is but you know, nobody's going to know how to predict it but i could see something where and and obviously it's not this but like you know, mm -hmm. like people get really obsessed with like Pokemon Go or something like that, which, you know, now is, you know, kind of dead. But like you could see if like a game like that became super, super popular, how you would want like a special Pokemon Go phone, right? That would that would do special right. things related to it. I could definitely see where that would. Or I mean, it doesn't have to be game related either, right? I mean, you could or social network related. It could be, for example, you know, people have a lot of prestige around having a, a um, 
particular kind of black Amazon, uh, uh, American Express card or something. Sure. Right? And if phones become this thing that we're constantly doing purchases on, you can imagine particular credit card companies sending you a, a, a phone that comes with a very high-end credit associated oh, yeah. with it. That and then not... And you have this like black phone and then you want to flaunt it because it shows that you're worth like $20 million, right? Like that, that's the kind of thing where yeah. like you, you can then imagine them opening it up for purchase at like $1,000 a piece and all these kids right. want to buy it because they want to try to pretend like they're, like they're millionaires, like they're rock star <laughs> idols, right? Like that, that kind yeah. of a thing could really take off too. And I, I'm not saying that specifically, but it could be, there could be other things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's interesting to me. All right, I could see like... And again, like, I don't think this is it exactly, but something like a, like an Uber phone, right? That like, you know, ties to a certain service or something that lets you do like some, you know, ec extra special mm. things. If you have that phone, if you're like a big Uber user or something, I, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but, but I could definitely see you, where if you tie it to, you to know, what we, what, what we haven't seen yet. Uh, and I was thinking about this is like kids use phones to share music. Right. Uh -huh. And and, and w there's no such thing as the boombox phone that has amazing <laughs> speakers that you can disturb everybody with. Right. But if you really think about like how like I've seen many, many times, it's not happened just once or twice. It's happened probably dozens of times where I've been walking on the street and some kid will walk by, you know, blasting his hip hop out of his smartphone. Yeah. Right. He won't have headphones. and it will just be blasting it. Right. And, it, and it'll, it'll sound all tinny because it's not meant to be blasted in that way. Right. Right. Like. Why doesn't someone just make the boombox phone, that's, right? That's actually a good idea. <laughs> I mean, that would be annoying walking down the street, but but like... People would yeah. buy it. Yeah, I bet you there would be a lot of people who buy it. Didn't you used to have, like, didn't you used to have the HTC phone that was designed to be HTC like... HTC One? No, but even its speakers were not boombox. It was for like one no, person. I'm that's, talking about... No, that's true. I know. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, no, I, I know no. that wasn't a boombox, but I know, like, part of the marketing around that phone, and this is going back a few years already, um, was very much that, you know, you could use it as a speaker... Um, but it, you know uh, the fact that there are so many like Bluetooth speakers, right? That are that are becoming really popular these days, and a lot of people use them. Mm -hmm. Though I I don't fully see the the value in them. But like you could see if you could build that technology much smaller and get that into a phone and have a really good speaker in a phone. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that that being really popular. Actually. Or, or, or you know, but again, we're suddenly entering this territory of like <laughs> you know uh, what it, you know why have your boombox have phone capability maybe it's the always on <laughs> connectivity so you can get spotify to it immediately sure. or something like that i think that but, would definitely but it, uh, at a certain point that boombox is not a phone anymore you know what i mean it's just well, a, it's, I, let's, it's let's be new, clear none of these devices are phones anymore the phone capability is is such an afterthought for the most part like nobody even talks about it like i i read like probably seven or eight different reviews of, of the OnePlus, and, I, and not a single one mentioned the, the actual phone call quality or the ability to use yeah, it as a true. phone. And, and I can't remember a phone review that I've read that actually focuses on that because nobody cares about that anymore. You know, yeah. th that I, is, I, that's definitely an afterthought. What's more crazy to me is that people don't even talk about sort of the quality of the LTE antenna. Like, what's yeah, your data true. connectivity going to yeah. be, right? Like, yeah. If you have a tiny phone and a metal frame, I mean, did they do the right antenna engineering? Does it actually work on 4G? <laughs> right. Or is it going to be so bad that, like, you don't get a solid connection, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's become less and less important as well, though in some places it still matters. But, yeah, they don't. that's, that's not really a focus anymore. So those kinds of things have sort of faded into the background. And, you know, to some extent, it's kind of like, you know, processor speed on a 
you know, on a desktop or a laptop these days. Nobody really pays much attention to it anymore because it's all good enough, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, processor speed. Yeah. Right. You, you just kind of assume it's going to be the best. Exactly. <laughs> right. It just doesn't matter. But, I mean, I remember going back, you know, 20 years when I was buying a, a desktop or a laptop. Like, that was everything. You know, you you would wait until the next chip came out so you could get the higher speeds because it would make a massive difference. Yep. Of course, it never, you know, once you got it, you're always like, oh, yeah, it's still kind of slow. <laughs> but, um, interesting. All right. All right. So I think there are some opportunities here. I think we, we may be in a bit of a plateau, but but it might not be a permanent plateau is, is yeah. my conclusion from this this conversation. You've you have renewed my faith in <laughs> in the possibility of innovation in the smartphone space. Great. Um, and uh but but I, I think i'm done you have anything else on this topic before we close it out uh, i think we've we've covered it all right cool well uh this was a fun conversation uh thanks for uh joining us hirsch and uh we'll be back next week bye